Uh, this time each and every Friday, every era of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vo'era. In Parshas Vo'era, we have, number one, at the very beginning of the parsha, the four Lishonos of Geula, the four expressions of redemption, which, according to the Rushalmi, is the reason for our drinking the four cups of wine on the night of the Pesach Seder. We basically toast and say thank you to Hashem for Hotseisi, Hitzalti, Goalti, Vilokachti, four different stages of our ultimate redemption, which happened in the past and, please God, is happening in our day today. And finally, the fifth cup, which we all have as designated Koshal Eliyahu, the cup of Elijah, we set aside in honor of the fifth statement of I will bring you to the land. Please God, Elijah the prophet is going to herald the coming and announce the coming of Moshiach. At that time, our coming to the land will be of a permanent nature and of a greater more significant nature. You have in Parshas Vaera the first seven of the ten plagues that God wrought upon the Egyptians. It's important to know that the plagues were, number one, punitive in nature, a punishment for Mitzrayim, for the way that they treated the Jewish people, and the Medrash is replete with Mido Keneged Mido explaining how these plagues were a measure for measure in retribution to Egypt. But in addition, they were instructive, they were educational, not only for Mitzrayim, but most important for the Jewish nation, that they should see that there is a God and I will tell you, and if you can, make a note of three different numbers. In chapter 8, Pasuk 6, we find after the second plague of Tzfardim, of frogs, Moshe announces, Sure, I will call off this plague. You should know, You should know there's none like our God. And... In 8.18, chapter 8, Pesach 18, after the plague of the wild animals, and these animals were able to read street signs, they went to the Egyptian parts of Egypt, and not to the Jewish quarters. And there Moshe says, Leman teda, that you shall know, Ki ani Hashem bekerev ha'aretz, I am God, literally in the midst of the land. I am involved in what's going on in the land. And finally, when it comes to the Barad, the seventh plague, in chapter 9, Pasuk 14, Pavur Teidat, that you shall know, Ke'in Kamoni, there's none like me, Bechola Aretz, 
literally involved in everything going on in this world. Now, this is such an important point that as a result of the Makos, this was in order to build up and to prepare the Jewish people for their exodus from Egypt. Now, the parsha of Vaera begins, according to our rabbis, with a reprimand, if I can even use the word, a scolding to Moshe Rabbeinu. Rashi, in quoting the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Kufir Aleph Amr Aleph, 111a, understands the beginning of the parsha as a response to the harsh words that Moshe utilized against Hashem. At the very end of last week's parsha of Shmos, in chapter 5, Pesach 22 and 23, what does Moshe say? Hashem, Lama hari osa why have you done evil to this people? Why have you sent me? And umayaz basi al paro from the time I've come to paro, things have only become worse. And and you did not rescue your people. So the Gemara relates that Hashem says chaval. Woe to those that we've lost and cannot be replaced. Namely, Hashem compares Moshe's lack of faith in contrast with that of the patriarchs, the Avos. Hashem promised each of the Avos the land of Israel. This land is your land. Yet, when Avram needed a burial place for Sarah, he had to pay an extraordinary amount of money. And what do we find? That Avram does not challenge Hashem. And similarly, Hashem tells Yitzchak to stay in the land, not to leave the land at a time of famine. And Hashem says, I'm going to bless you. And He does. But yet the very basic necessity of life, of water, did not come to Yitzchak without contention, without strife and fighting. And what does Yitzchak do? Nothing. Does not complain. And similarly, at the majestic dream of angels ascending the ladder, Hashem gives the land to Yaakov. And years later, when Yaakov returns home, he has to purchase Shechem for Meyak Sita without a word of protest. In contrast, says the Talmud, Moshe expresses sharply his disappointment in Hashem, his frustration, and as the Talmud leaves us with the impression, had only Moshe learned from his illustrious predecessors. Now, at first glance, the charge against Moshe is unwarranted and unfair. The Avos were willing to accept without question situations that affected them personally. They demonstrated outstanding faith and did not 
question the ways of Hashem when it affected them one more time in a personal sense. Avram needed to bury, and Yitzchak needed water for himself, and etc. But Moshe, on the other hand, was not questioning regarding anything personal. Rather, Moshe was questioning and complaining on behalf of his people. And this, we can say, is consistent with his earlier behavior that the Torah praises. We are told in the second chapter of Shmos that Vayigdal Moshe, Moshe grows up, he went out to help and share the load of his people. And at the burning bush, when the Torah tells us, the Moshe turned aside to see, the Medrash understands this to mean not simply that he turned here to see the bush, but no, that Moshe had turned aside to see and to empathize with the hardships of his people. So why then is there room for disappointment and reprimand for what appears to be nothing less than altruistic and praiseworthy behavior of Moshe? So I'd like to suggest an answer based upon an important teaching of the Chafetz Chaim, Seichat Tzadik Levracha. The Chafetz Chaim said, Mimeg Yozogin, as is bitter, mitor nidzogin, as is schlecht. One is permitted to say, under certain conditions, under certain hardships and tribulations, that it is bitter. But one cannot say it is bad. Bitter, one should understand and appreciate like medicine. At times, the medicine has a bitter taste. But one realizes that ultimately it is for their benefit. And thus, trials of ill health, a lack of parnasa, livelihood, not yet finding a shidduch, could all be most difficult. But our faith in God helps us to bear the burden as, interestingly, he too is affected and he too is involved in our crisis. How do I know this? The Gemara in Sanhedrin 46a teaches that in the event of an execution by the Sanhedrin of 23 judges, Hashem bemoans the circumstance and Hashem says, Oi, kaloni meiroshi, kaloni bizroi, I have pain in my head. I have pain in my arms. Now, if this is true regarding a sinner, how much more so, says the Mishnah, is he pained by the suffering of the righteous. However, this very point is a great source of consolation. His involvement, as demonstrated in Tilim 91, where we say, that Imo Onochi Bitsara Hashem is saying, I am with you in your time of suffering. This in of itself is most comforting. Like Rabbi Akiva teaches in the Gemara Brachos, Samach Amibay 60b, whatever Hashem does is for the best. Bitter like medicine that often we cannot understand how a particular medication works. But trusting that
that it is for the benefit of the patient. And therefore, Moshe is taken to task not for his loyalty to the Jewish people, but for his use of that one word, Harayosa, why have you done evil? In fact, the oppressive servitude that prompts Moshe to cry out, unbeknownst to him, is what hastened the hour of the redemption. The Vilna Go'on notes in the Pasuk in Shmos, by Yimaru in the first chapter of Shmos, and literally they, the Egyptians, embittered their lives, the cantillation, the trup on those three words is Kadma Vyazla. Right? Now this trup is a joyous one. Now, what's going on here? So the Vilna Goon says, I'll tell you, the gematria, the numerical character of of Kadma Vyazla is 190 alluding to the 190 years of servitude that was reduced from their sentence of 400 years. We stayed in Mitzrayim, but 210 years. On the surface, all Moshe was able to see was bitter. But Hashem realizes that this bitterness is for their benefit. And this is the famous teaching of the Beis HaLevi on a challenging Medrash, Shmos Rabbah. Please God, in two weeks on Bishalach, when Moshe begins the Shira with the word Uz, and the Medrash explains that Moshe challenged Hashem with the word Uz. May Uz Basi al Paro, from the time of my coming to Paro, right? Things have only gotten worse, and therefore he begins the Shira with the word Uz, Uz Yashir Moshe. Right then, Moshe and the children of Israel sang. Why? Because Moshe is now admitting that the bitterness was for their ultimate benefit. And therefore, he begins his song with the word us, thanking Hashem not only for the miraculous deliverance, but for the entire bitter process as well. And finally, interestingly, the smug Sefer Mitzvah's Godol sees that there's a biblical reference to the teaching of Rabbi Akiva, who taught that all that Hashem does is for the good. From the Pasuk in Devarim, in the beginning of Parshas Ekev, where the Torah says, and you shall know im levavecha, you shall know with absolute certainty. Literally, that just as a father will chastise his son, so Cain, so too, what? Hashem Elokecha So too does God literally chastise you. What does that mean? It means a father does it for the benefit of his child. And therefore, we can understand the reprimand to Moshe at the beginning of the parsha. The parsha begins with the words, Vaidaber. Literally, says Rashi, Vaidaber is a Lashon Kosher. 
Kasha is, it's a harsh word. It's speaking sternly, strongly. Why is he speaking strongly to him? Because Moshe, you can only see a small part of the picture. And therefore, it's, How does the same Pasuk end, the very first Pasuk? love, And he says to Mani Hashem, I am Hashem. I am Hashem means... This name of God represents His attribute of mercy. And thus, what appeared to Moshe to be evil to the people, Hashem knows best, just like Father knows best. This was really a loving gesture to shorten their path to redemption. What a powerful idea Parshas for Era teaches us the concept of we don't see the bigger picture. Yes, you can say it's bitter, but remember, it's never bad. Shabbat Shalom to all.